everybody. Thank you very, very, very much for being here this morning on this 11th of May, year of our Lord, 2023. This is episode, what are we on episode already? 106, episode 106, 106 times. We've woken up together 106 times. We've started the day together 106 times together as an LFA family. We have given our full hour of our attention to God, our full thankfulness for his blessings and his mercy that he's given to us, uh, his grace that he gives us freely through faith. Um, There isn't a better... There isn't a better thing that God has given me outside of life, my children, and insight to who he really is than this show. Rise Up to Me is one of my most proud, incredible achievements that I've ever been allowed to be a part of. And I'm not proud of myself. I'm proud of the show. I'm proud of what God has built and given us from something that I didn't want to do till this. And I am just so incredibly happy and so incredibly joyful that we get to have this together, whether it be an outlet that we need, whether it be information or insight that we need, whether it's prayers that one of us need, whether it's an whether it is just a one personal message that God needs to get to one person who's watching and he uses a show that reaches tens of thousands to do it. It's amazing to me. And I think that I value this show more when I'm going through personal trials myself or if my family is going through personal problems, situations, trials, uh, circumstances, like kind of we're dealing with right now in my family. Uh, You know, when we get home from work, the last thing that we want to see every day is problems, right? We want to get home from work and we want to be able to just, you know, get home, love our family, spend time with our wives, husbands maybe, spend time with our children, Uh, But you know all too well that being a parent, uh, things get thrown at you out of nowhere. And that's something happened last night uh, with one of our daughters. So, you know, that is what you deal with when you have four teenagers. Um, But like I said, I I value this show more uh, when I'm going through something that God is bringing me through that's not so pleasant. Because now I understand when something comes our way. Instead of flipping out about it, instead of reacting, instead of going zero to 100, instead of assuming, instead of getting all these thoughts in our head about what ifs, did this happen, is that going to happen, what's going to happen in the future, do you know what I do now? I literally just say to God, please keep me focused during this. If I hear something like shocking, right, if there's some shock value news that I hear like I heard last night when I went home from work, uh, instead of reacting to it, myself, instead of letting my head or my heart uh, go crazy, I go to God and I say, what, how do you want me, how do you want me to stay composed? What do you want me to think of? What do you want me to do? 
now that I know this. And I got to tell you, the way that my wife and I responded, I actually have to thank God because God used me to calm my wife down a few times last night. Now, look, I am the, I'll, I'll be the first to tell you, when I get angry, when I, when I lose my, when I literally lose my cool, there is nobody on this planet except for God who can stop me. I'm like a tornado of destruction when I lose my cool. And something I've been working on for a long time. But I've not been that way for a long time now because, my, because God has been able to, to hold that back. Well, now I'm trying to teach my wife how to do it. And last night that was pretty difficult. But um, I do want to thank God for this show. And I titled today's show, Don't Listen to Your Heart. Now that may sound counterproductive to what you may have heard in your life, but your heart is just another tool that the devil can play on to get you to make very bad decisions. Right? You've always heard those sayings. Listen to your heart. Or, what does your heart tell you? Probably not a good idea to listen to it. Probably a better, a better idea to listen to your spirit. What is the Holy Spirit telling you to do? Where is the Holy Spirit guiding you? Because I'm going to tell you right now. If you listen to your heart, the Bible says your heart is wicked. And if you listen to your heart, you know, like go with your gut, you're going to find yourself in a world of trouble. So we're going to talk about that today. And a plethora of other things as we go through our devotional books. But what I'd like to do now is I'd like to go to the Lord in prayer. We're going to need him today. We got a lot to go through and we got a lot to discuss. And who knows where this God cast is going to take us. But I will ask you guys to please share the video. And please rumble this video. Marky says the heart is desperately wicked and the flesh is weak. Boy, you ain't lying. Let's go to Lord in prayer, and then we'll get into it, okay? Lord and Heavenly Father, Lord, we know that the heart and the flesh are wicked, and we know that the heart and the flesh are weak. And Lord, as we continue our journey with Jesus, it is more transparent every day the wickedness and the evil that exists in this world there's evil that makes us angry there's evil that makes us sad there's evil that makes us feel pity there's evil that makes us want to spring into action Lord but too many times we as humans tend to follow our heart thinking that if we follow our heart rather than our first instincts, then we'll be led in the right direction, Lord. But we know through Jesus that that is not true. We know through Jeremiah that that is not true. We know through the Old and the New Testament that, Lord, that is not true. Help us today. Cut through the fog and the filters of where the heart leads us and help us get down to the soul where we get our true direction from. Lord, so many people out there that are parents of children or parents of teenagers are going through a very difficult time right now because of COVID-19 and the lockdowns. 
and it like it wasn't hard enough to raise teenagers before it. Now it's a very different world, Lord. And as they try to follow their hearts and we try to follow our hearts to not discipline them that much, Lord, give us the ability and the discipline ourselves to keep the discipline upon our children because discipline is love and love is what our children need. Lord, we ask that you bless each and every ear, eye, and soul that is watching and listening to this podcast today. And we pray that each and every soul that is listening can help share and spread the gospel to anybody who may need to hear this because we don't know who you're trying to talk to today. But we believe that whoever it is will get the message. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. LVC1 says, Lord and Heavenly Father, please place your hand on Jeremy's family. In the Lord's name I pray, amen. I thank you for that. Grammy Love says, Jeremy, I'm so emotional today. My oldest grandson, Braden, graduates today. I don't know where 18 years have gone. I am blessed. Arthur says, no one wants to work 90 to 95 hours a week as we do. I've been heading to the border at night. Anna's alone at the motel. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to also say a prayer for Arthur because Arthur is doing what he can to save this country from the invasion of the border. And he already worked so hard and he can't find any good help. Let's say a prayer for Arthur right now. Lord and Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you a thousand people strong in your name to pray for Arthur and his wife. And if it is your will, Lord, please give them rest. Please give them success and achieve what they need to achieve. Please bring people, hardworking, God-loving people their way to help them as they do what's right by you in your holy name, we pray. Amen. We love you, Arthur. We really do. And so many others that listen and watch every day, that are here every day, God bless you all. I'm going to take a sip of my Rise Up coffee and then we're going to get into it. Here we go. I want to read from One Minute Prayer for Dads. There's the book. I don't know if, you, if your copy looks you know, small and leather-bound like mine. But I want to read from our identity, Luke 12, 34, which is page 124. Luke 12, 34 from the Bible says, For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Now we're talking about not listening to your heart, right? This only reaffirms that and confirms that. It doesn't say listen to your heart. It says where your treasure is, is also where your heart will be. That means your heart is following something. So if your heart is following something and you're following your heart and your heart's following your treasures and desires and that treasure and desire is not the cross, is not the foot of the cross, is not the Ten Commandments, then you're going to follow your heart to a dangerous final destination. What I would suggest is Meeting your heart where your treasure is. Coming together as one under the umbrella of the treasure. And that treasure has to be the Lord. It has to be God. It has to be the Ten Commandments. It has to be the words and the teachings of Jesus Christ. It has to be the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It has to be 
God's promise, which is God promised to destroy death and defeat death. And the New Testament tells us how he did it. And that's where your treasure has to be. Don't follow your heart there. Meet your heart there. Your heart is wicked. And the devil knows that people listen to their heart more than anything. I'm reading some of your comments here. Thank you, Shelly Rose. Thank you, Wayne Davis. Thank you, MRDHDN. Uh, Thank you, Linda Chavez. Thank you, Marky. God bless you. Appreciate you so very much. MRHDN. Check out my account. Well, check it out, man. Thank you for being here this morning. Um, treasure is at the foot of the cross. <laughs> That's where my treasure is now. Osborne NH, Jeremy, I have missed everyone, but God has been good and blessing. Work for week, four weeks now. What a blessing. What an absolute blessing. Jax132 just popping in to say hi. Thank you very much. Make sure you leave us a rumble on the way out. Maybe give us a share as well. Arthur says, yes, a lot of time I wish could just pack up and go home. I'll be 71 in July, and Anna has muscular dystrophy. We made a deal with the company, and we will keep out, keep our end. Arthur, you're a fighter, brother. And it'll be an honor to meet you. It'll be an honor to meet you. And I know we will. May 11th from Jesus Listens says, Merciful God, are you ready? I don't want to be fearful of bad news. I don't want to be fearful of bad news. Hold on, I got to answer a question here. Conserve says, what's the difference between your heart and your spirit? Ah, good one. First of all, your heart is a physical object that we can see, touch, feel, grab, and will die. The spirit is an invisible, powerful force that you cannot see unless the actions of the spirit you can see. You cannot touch, you cannot grab, and is eternal and not temporary so if something is temporary then what is it it's of this world if something is eternal then what is it it is not of this world it is of heaven the spirit is from heaven the heart is from from earth from this world and i think that's the biggest difference right right there i think i think that's the biggest difference jeremy it's i'm sullivan's birthday today well you know what we have to do Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Sullivan. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. God God be with you. Again, I don't want to be fearful of bad news, and I'm not fearful of bad news ever. When I got home last night and I got very bad news about our middle daughter, Olivia, I was not fearful of it. I went right to God. Immediately, I went right to God. I said, God, I'm... What do I do? What do we do? Now, she's not hurt. She's okay. And when we figure out what to do, I'll tell you what she did. How about that? When we figure out exactly what to do, I'll tell you what she did. But anyway, please help. Remember what I always say. There's no such thing as good news. There's no such thing as bad news. There's just news. It's how you perceive it that makes it good or bad. Please help me to have a steadfast heart. That's how you use your heart. 
keeping your heart focused on God, steadfast on the Lord. Trusting in you. In this world, there is certainly an abundance of bad news. Amen. But instead of being afraid of what's happening, I want to rely confidently on you. That is what I did yesterday. And I got to tell you, I've got to tell you, it's something that I do not do very often. And I've been better at it. And I was so happy that I was able to do it yesterday. I was so happy that I was able to do that yesterday. Relying confidently on God, not being afraid, pondering your sacrificial death on the cross and your miraculous resurrection fills me with hope and gratitude. I rejoice that you, my living Savior, are almighty God, and I find comfort in the truth that you are sovereign over all global events, over southern border stuff, over CNN town halls, over stolen elections, over manufactured uh, diseases, over forced vaccinations, over economy, over supply chain stuff, over LGBTQ stuff, over abortions, over all worldly events and global events, God is sovereign and he is in control. We are not. We are not. When things around me or things in this world look as if they're spinning out of control, I can come to you and pour out my what? Heart. Instead of fretting and fuming, I can put that worry energy into communicating with you, turning a negative to a positive. Amen? Lord, I come to you not only for comfort, but for direction. GPS. When I spend time waiting in your presence, you show me the right way to go. Because I belong to you, I don't have to dread bad news or let it spook me. Instead, I keep my what? My heart steadfast and calm by boldly trusting you. So, so, if a person can control their heart, then that means that their heart can also be deceived. If a person has to keep their heart focused on God, then that means if they keep their uh, focus off their heart, keeping focused on God, then somebody else can come in and deceive you into thinking that you're following your heart. See? Jeremy, it's my granddaughter's first birthday. Her name is Oakland. Can she get a shout out? Well, I'll tell you what, Oakland, you can get even better than a shout out. How about this? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Oakland. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Oakland. GPS, God's perfect solution. I like it. That's a shirt. Eli, write it down, please. GPS, God's perfect solution. I think that's good. I think that's a t-shirt or it's a bumper sticker anyway. Folks, we have over a thousand people watching. Angel says, Jeremy, Praying peace, comfort over you and your family. Thank you. Always allow the spirit. Thank God for the difficulty in your life. This only strengthens you to trust and have have more faith in him. I could not agree more. I could not agree. As a matter of fact, when I got home last night and I got this very bad news about the way my daughter was, uh, what she was doing and how she was acting, uh, the first thing I did when I went to the Lord is I said, thank you, Lord, for for, for this opportunity to, to stay steadfast in you. And I did. I was, I was actually happy that I had to go through something, you know. I've been such on cloud nine lately, I almost forget that bad things will happen, not if they happen. They will happen. I thought when the Holy Spirit enters you, it changes your heart. Oh, it does. It does. It does. 
But if the Holy Spirit entered you and made it so that you ever, never sinned again, then your heart would be changed forever. But that's impossible. See what I'm saying? It's impossible. When you repent from all your sins and you're born again and you're made anew, God does give you a new heart. He does. But the only way that that heart is in no way at risk of ever being corrupted again is if that when that happens, you also never sinned again. And that's never going to happen. You're never going to not sin. That's why we need Jesus. So even though your heart is made anew again, it still is liable to make mistakes. Because it's a muscle and it's temporary and it's not eternal. So even though he gives you a new heart, that means he gives you new desires. And that means your heart desires new things. But it is still liable to have a bad day every now and then. And that's why you can't listen to your heart. You must listen to the spirit and, li- and continuously let your heart follow the spirit. Eagle Fight said, how are you so wise at your age? God's chosen. I, I, I don't consider myself wise. I literally ask God every day to let the Holy Spirit take over. So it's not me. You're, when I speak on Rise Up, it's very different than when I speak on LFA. I don't have the uh, answer to every political question you give me, but I do have an answer to every godly question you give me. Why? Because I'm not answering it. I pray every day before this show, God, take over. God, take the wheel. Please, Jesus, take the wheel. I have this beautiful painting over here that somebody, made, that somebody sent me a long time ago, and I look at that painting every day, and it's, and, and it's Jesus uh, with, with, horn, with the, uh, the, the thorns on his head, the crown of thorns, and his eyes are looking right at me, and I look deep in his eyes, and I say, please take over. I have no idea what I'm saying. I have no idea what I'm answering, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, I have no idea. I do thank God, though, for allowing the Holy Spirit to speak through me. And I can tell you this, I know the Holy Spirit speaks through me. I know that. Every single day I know that. But thank you for calling me wise. I'm using, I have heavenly wisdom, not earthly wisdom. I think maybe. Um, Jeremy, please send a prayer for my wife, Kelly. She recently diagnosed with advanced lung cancer. It would lift up her spirits. Wow. Wow. You see, ladies and gentlemen, I can have all the problems in the world, but I don't have advanced lung cancer. Lord and Heavenly Father, Lord, if it is your will, I ask you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit to heal Kelly of her advanced lung cancer. Technology and miracles of medicine can do wonderful things, but the miracle of God can do all things, and all things are possible through Christ. We ask that you heal, if it is your will, her advanced lung cancer today. And if it is not your will, we ask that you take pain from her while she experiences it. In Jesus' name, amen. Eli said, I'm so sick and tired of cancer. There's a cure. Believe that. And we don't have access to it. Oh, uh, we do have cure. Eli, we do. We do. There's a big thing about cancer, ladies and gentlemen. Cancer feeds off sugar, period. That's how cancer eats. If you deprive your body of all sugars, 
get away from all sugars, you have a, you have a, and pray, you have a better chance by starving the cancer and praying the cancer out of existence than you do with any modern medicine. And that, that's, I'm not a doctor, but I wholeheartedly believe that. I wholeheartedly believe in common sense and common sense will tell you that cancer eats off sugar. If cancer does not have sugar to eat, it cannot grow. You starve it to death. I do know that. And I do know prayer is more powerful than anything on this planet. Starve the cancer out of existence by cutting it off from the devil and cutting it off from sugar. Kill the cancer with God. Believe. You must believe. I want to thank RJ Cat. Thank you for the $100 donation. I'm, I pray for your son daily, and I pray for you and your son's relationship. It makes me cry. Because I know that he's probably not going to listen to anything that you ever show him of, of this. But if he does listen to this, I want to say this. Nicholas... There's thousands of people that are going to watch this and thousands of people that are praying for you. So no matter what you're going through or no matter what you're going through with your mom or in life, I can imagine that probably at the center of all of it is that you feel that nobody cares about you and nobody loves you. You feel that God has abandoned you and that he may not even be real. But I can tell you if that is how you think, I hate to be harsh, but you are 100% wrong. I'm just some overweight guy in New Hampshire looking at a camera and talking to you and I don't even know you. And if that's the case, then you know thousands of people are doing the same thing. You are loved very much and very much by your mother, I can tell you that. You may not believe it and my daughter may not believe that we love her either after yesterday, but we do. And we're praying for you. And we're praying for you. Man, this show is something else, isn't it? I pray for the prodigal son. Amen. Katia76 says, this is what's so amazing about this show. We know we're all in this together and not alone. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys Saturday as well. God bless. God bless. Yeah, again, ladies and gentlemen, if you are... uh, If you're in the area, I know this is not LFA, but if you are in the area or if you plan on going to the Trump rally, we are going to be there covering it in Des Moines, Iowa this Saturday. And if you can't make it there in person, yes, you can definitely, definitely watch it live right here on LFA TV. So please join us Saturday. We'll we'll love to see you. Never happy about jumping on planes and traveling, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do it for that. I'll do it for that one. Are you flying? Yes, I'm flying. Flying. Um, I have a testimony. My brother, for the first time, said I love you after I prayed and forgave him. See? Look at what forgiveness does. Look at what forgiveness does. Thank you for praying for safe travels. I appreciate that. 
Eagle Fight says, yesterday was a year since my nephew was killed in an automobile accident. He was young and had his whole life ahead of him. I got through the day with a little help from my friends at LFA. You see, folks, a lot of you remember when we had 30 and 40,000 people watching live. 30 times what we have right now. Boy, was that the wide road, huh? This is the narrow path that we're all on right now. The one I am, $15 for Guardians of the Gospel. We're still working on that, trust me. Is Ryan going to the Great Awakening? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He is. Uh, a lot of you have been here since we had thirty and 40,000 people watching live, and now we, now we don't get that even on LFA, Live from America. We get about three, 4,000, right? I would much rather have that to what we have now than what we had then. I think about that often. I think about, wow, remember back in the day when I could pop on my phone in the driveway and have 30,000 people watching? And, I, and, I, and, and then I thought about I go, wasn't that great? And then I thought about it and I go, well, why was it great? Why was it great? We weren't making a difference. It wasn't my job. I wasn't making any money off of it. I was swearing, drinking. I would much rather have what we have today than what we had then. I didn't have joy. I had happiness. But I also had a lot of anger. Now I have very little anger. And I have a lot of joy. Very little anger and a lot of joy. I would take today 10 times over than back then. Jeremy, have you considered being a keynote speaker at an event? I've actually been asked. I've actually been asked. Maybe I will someday. I don't know. I enjoy what I do here. You know, to be a keynote speaker, you get, that means more traveling and more time away from this. And I think we make more of a difference here. But if it's the right thing, God will direct me. I, I, if somebody asks and it's the right thing, I definitely would. Like, I would go speak at a church of 200 people more than I would go speak at a political event of 2,000 people any day. Any day. And I've been asked to go speak at churches, too. I just, didn't, I just don't have the time, you know? I just don't have the time. I'm already, I can't even answer emails. You know, I can't even answer emails. I can't even do normal correspondence with my, with my people that are watching, you know? So, um, maybe someday, I guess we'll see. You know, a lot of people still ask me, why don't you make short clips of Rise Up? I don't know. Just haven't been told to, (laughs) you know? Ginny says, but you were being you, and that is just as important, Jeremy. It's given us a chance to know you before and after. We, oh, thank you. Yeah, that's, that is true. That is true. God has brought all of us to this point in this time for a reason. Amen. Amen. What about Donald Trump's press secretary? If he asked, I'd do it in a heartbeat. If Donald Trump ever asked me to be his press secretary, I would do it in a, heart, in a heartbeat. I stopped consuming sugar products two years ago and I've dropped 40 pounds. There you go. There you go. It's better to reach a smaller group than have millions of followers. Oh, I agree. I agree 100%. Is your mom going to be able to help you, Jeremy? Yeah, mom's getting better now, so she's going to be able to help here back in a little bit. You're real refreshing. I appreciate that. The transformation in your test is your testimony. Yes, it is. 
Jeremy, a friend of mine from Florida sent me a TikTok of you. I'm on TikTok? <laughs> yeah, I, I know. People, people post a lot of our videos on TikTok. I don't, uh, but I appreciate it. I used to be on TikTok before, uh, back before I got uh, banned from there, <laughs> like every other place. I don't want to be on TikTok anymore anyway. Um, one more here. I get, spiritual gr- I get more spiritual growth than I did when I attended Catholic Mass for four years. Oh, and you have the wits and the smarts for press secretary. Oh, thank you very much. Oh, I take that job in a second. Eli, can you imagine that? You imagine that? If we if I was the press secretary for Donald Trump? <laughs> imagine the fun I would have. I would be just like Trump on his on the CNN town hall last night. I'd be matter of fact, I'd have smiles, I'd say, "Oh, isn't that just too bad?" I'm not going to answer that stupid question. Maybe answer, maybe ask a better question. Or if somebody asks a stupid question, I'd give them a stupid answer. You know what I mean? I'd probably give them a Joe Biden answer. Like, they'd ask me a question. I'd be like, I got, I got, I got, I got, I got hairy legs that, 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 turn blonde in the sun. And, 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 and I love kids. People be like, what are you talking about? I'd be like, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it'd be amazing. I would absolutely love that. <laughs> I would, I'd take that job in a heartbeat. Uh, let's go to May 11th here on Every Day, Every Day with Jesus. Now, this book, let me give you a little bit of a story uh, behind this book here, Every Day with Jesus, if I can. Um, oh, I still drink a little. Eagle Fight says, I still drink a little. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't drink to get drunk anymore. I know that. But I do enjoy a nice glass of bourbon. I do enjoy a nice glass of Woodford Reserved Double Oaked bourbon a hundred percent oh it's one of my favorite things to sip on uh anyway moving on a little bit of a, a, a background about this book so we went to liberty university on the save america freedom tour myself ben berkwam that's where i actually met deb yokum i met uh barbara and jim peters there for the first time it was truly amazing okay um and uh when I went there, I, me and Dave Bray, Dave Bray and I, I should say, uh, we got off the bus and we went into our hotel. And when we got into our hotel, probably about five, maybe 10 minutes after we got into our hotel room, we got a call from the front desk. Now, at this point, I was still getting a lot of death threats, <laughs> believe it or not. And uh, we, we, we get to the, to the room and the front desk calls and they're like, yeah, there's somebody down here for you. I'm like, what are you talking about? There's like, yeah, there's somebody down here to, that, that had us call up to your room. They'd like to talk to you. And at that point, I looked at Dave and I said, how would anybody know we're here? We didn't tell anybody we were going to this hotel because we made the last minute change at the last minute. So we made this last minute change and we went to this hotel and we were on the Save America Freedom Tour bus And somebody said, hey, there's somebody down here to talk to you. I looked at Dave and I said, how in the heck would anybody know we're here? Dave goes, I don't know. Dave goes, would you like me to go down for you and see who it is? Because I thought somebody was trying to kill us. Like, I thought somebody was trying to kill me. I'm like, I'm not going down there. (laughs) You know what I mean? Not unless I know who it is. Um, So I said, okay, let's go down. And Dave walked about, I don't know. 20 feet, 30 feet ahead of me so he could see who it was. So he could, you know, if it was somebody dangerous or whatever, he could tell me and I could go back to the room because who knows, you know, I don't have security or anything like that. 
Um, so anyway, long story short, we go down there and Dave, uh, Dave walks ahead of me and he, he walks out into the, the common area and there's only two people there and it's a husband and a wife. And he says, okay, he kind of waves for me to come forward. So I, so I walk forward and who was it? It was Sam and Linda Majaya. Sam and Linda Majaya, who follow the show, who I love you dearly, by the way, they brought us a bunch of presents, money for the trip, food. It was incredible. And they ended up sending me this book later on. And I've never lost touch with Sam and Linda Majaya. And one of my daughters may go to Liberty University. And if, and, and if, and if she does, Sam and Linda Majaya will be our uh, surrogate moms and dad for our daughter when they go there. So that's a funny story behind this book. Anyway... I thought somebody was going to kill us, and it was just somebody wanting to give us money and gifts. <laughs> so um, I'm going to read from Matthew 14, 27, and 28. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me to come unto thee on the water. It is important to analyze Peter's statement. Peter was overwhelmed when he saw Jesus walking on the water. And he also wanted to walk on the water. While there was really nothing wrong with his desire, the request he put before Jesus was totally wrong. He didn't ask the Lord if he wanted him to walk on the water, nor did he ask him if his faith was up to it. Instead, he said, If it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. What was Jesus going to say? It isn't me. Don't come. (laughs) Can you imagine that? No, it's not me. Don't step out on the water. You're going to drown. Nope, not me. Of course he had to answer that way. There's There's no other examples of somebody walking on water in the world of God. Jesus had a definite reason for walking on the water. However, Peter simply wanted to see if he could do it. This story shows us that God will permit us to do things that are not his perfect will for us. And why would he do that? Why would God permit us to do things that are not of his will? Has anybody got an answer? I have an answer. Came to me immediately. To teach us. To teach us a lesson. Something my daughter is going to learn (laughs) with whatever... uh, punishment she gets for what she's been doing oh you want to do that would you you really is that what your heart desires how about i give you a little taste of it see how much you really like it you want it after all right how about we see how much you like that little uh piece of that life you wanted bad moon said it right experience is wisdom many times we hinder so that was peter's heart's desire think about that peter followed his heart and his heart's desire was to walk on water like jesus oh i want to do it too that looks fun many times we hinder our own prayers by the way we ask god for things we say quote do you want me to do a or b the lord may not want us to do either one we should offer him a third choice Option C, which is none of the above. Or better still, we should simply put the entire situation in his hands and ask him, 
what he desires for us to do, not what our hearts desire for us to do. Today, I encourage you to trust God's wisdom and allow him to select the options that you choose. It may just keep you from sinking. It may just keep you from sinking. And that's what we as parents are trying to do to our children. We're not trying to make sure that they don't have a good life. We're trying to make sure they have a good life by trying to make sure that they don't sink or, I don't know, get pregnant in their teenage years or, I don't know, seek attention from people who are losers. Just saying. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to, uh, Bad Moon, you're right. I want children that were better than I. Trust me, if anybody's done anything wrong in this world and knows every trick to the, every trick, every trick to everything, it's me. It's me. All right. I was a wild kid. I know. I know. And I know what getting in trouble feels like. I get it. But you know what my children have that I didn't? Parents who cared. You know what my children have that I didn't? Parents who were looking over their shoulder going, no, not going to do that. Don't care. You can be mad at me all you want. I'm not put on this earth to be your best friend. I'm put on this earth to make. If, if you say you hate me, first of all, you better repent on that one. Second of all, good. That means I'm doing my job. So you can hate me all you want, but that means I'm doing my job. Ladies and gentlemen, how many of you are getting this publication in the mail right now? How many of you getting this publication in the mail right now? Trumpet. Trumpetdaily.com, ladies and gentlemen, are one of our great sponsors. And they will be starting this Saturday at 10 a.m. Stephen Fleury will have his show, Trumpet Daily, here on LFA TV. What a great partnership with Trumpet. The greatest thing about them, folks, is they give us money in order to sponsor their movement And then we take that money and we give it right back to God. And guess what it does? That money that we give back to God teaches our youth. Teaches our youth youth how to trust in God and and academics from a godly-centered point of view. And I'll tell you one thing about Stephen Flurry and the Trumpet Daily. They are all about making America great again by making America godly again. And they are completely anti-leftists. That, ladies and gentlemen, and outspoken. Trumpet Daily is exactly what we need each pastor of each church to be, and that's why I am allowing them to have a show here on Saturday. So, either trumpetdaily.com, you can just pull it up right now, or thetrumpet.com. It'll take you to the same spot. It'll take you to the same spot. And I want to thank them for the, for the, the sponsorship that they uh, give to us so that we could pass it right back to God. It's a revolving door of, of, of blessings. I first saw Trumpet Daily on a news report on the beginning of OAN, said Arthur. That's awesome. That is awesome. I respect OAN. I respect OAN. All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, I think the best thing to do right now is to go and read the verse of the day today. I think, I think that's where we are now, the verse of the day. So um, let me pull that up for you right now. Today's verse of the day um, I did not send out in a, I didn't have time. Trust me, after last night, 
I just did not have the time this morning to get up and, and go and do a newsletter. And when I don't have time to do a newsletter, it makes me feel apart from God. So this morning before the show started, I prayed to God. I said, please, please, please just be here for me. Please be here for me. And here's where the verse of the day is going to come from. It's going to come from Jeremiah 17. So if you have your Bibles, go to the Old Testament, go to Jeremiah Jeremiah, the weeping prophet, and for good reasons. Poor Jeremiah, man. Sounds like me, trying to scream from the the mountaintops and and crying and trying to plead with people and nobody listening. I feel like Jeremiah, and that's where I got my name from. So maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I'm following in his footsteps. I don't know, but Jeremiah 17, ready? 17, 9, and 10. And it says this. The heart is deceitful above all things. Let me say that one more time. The heart is deceitful above all things. Over the flesh, over your mind, the heart is most deceitful. Over your tongue, The heart is the most deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Wow. Deceitful and desperately sick. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind to give every man according to his ways According to the fruits of his deeds. Like the partridge, I'm going to go on and read 11, okay? Like the partridge that gathers a brood that she did not hatch. So is he who gets riches, but not by justice. In the midst of his days, they will leave him. And at the end of his days, he will be a fool. And I want to go back to verse 7, which says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, who trusts is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when the heat comes. For if leaves remain green, for its leaves remain green, and not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. What does that mean? That means if you keep your heart focused on God and do not allow your heart to be so transformed and so deceived, then when troubles and problems come like it did for me yesterday, I will still bear fruit. I'll bear fruit as a child of God. I will bear fruit as a father. I will bear fruit as a husband. I will bear fruit as a person, as an individual. Because I keep my heart grounded by the water, by God, by the living waters. Folks, I had a great time with you today, and I want to thank you for being here. And as you know, LFA TV is always going to continue, and we are going to continue with Sean Farish today, great man, Ungoverned is up next, and then followed by Live from America I cannot wait. I'm going to take you out the same way I brought you in. And that's a little little bit of music. Uh, as always, uh, worship music is, is, is the key to a lot uh, uh, of our uh, journey with Jesus. So 
God bless you guys. Thank you. Remember, your heart is wicked. Keep your heart on the cross and everything will be just fine. I love you all. I pray for you all. Please continue to rumble on your way out. If you have not yet, like this video and share it. God bless you. I'll see you at 11. And I'll see you in Sean Farish's chat. Let's go back to the music. Here we go. It's your body and your blood you shed for me. This is how I fight my battles. Come on. This is how I fight my battles. There's a table that you prepare for me. In the presence of my enemies. It's your body and your blood you shed for me. And this is how I fight my This is how we fight our battles, guys. This is how I fight my battles.